0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
1: Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake Hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman
2: what will I become?
1: Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m., where we discuss and dissect the supernatural.
0: What's the scariest thing you've encountered?
1: Welcome to another episode of the 3 AM podcast, where we tell scary stories, hang out, tell some jokes. Uh, you're here with us, us, the boys. My name is DJ. My name is Charlie, and my name is Sean. And Jake Paul is fighting Floyd Mayweather. Pharrell, I thought it's Logan or Logan. Oh yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah, Logan <laughs> Paul is fighting. What is up with the Paul brothers getting into fighting? Dude, there's so much money in fighting. It's all cash
3: grab. 100%. Especially especially boxing. Boxing is such a bigger cash grab than even UFC. Oof, yeah. There's way more money.
1: And there's a ton of money in just like the YouTube and gaming community. All of them who are familiar with Logan and Jake Paul, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, did you see... Literally hours ago, Logan and Floyd had their pre-weigh-in whatever. And what is it where they they come together and they talk?
3: Just like a press press conference. Yeah, yeah,
1: a press conference. And uh, there was also like a side interview afterwards with Jake Paul. And they're in each other's faces, Floyd Floyd Mayweather and uh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. In the middle of Floyd talking, takes his hat. I took your
0: hat. And runs away. Sean, have you seen the video?
3: No, I haven't.
0: Should we watch it real quick? Sure. All right. Graphic content. Whoa. So, yeah, this just happened. L- hours ago. Oh, for, I wonder if they'll show another perspective. Yeah, there's a better angle or l- it's like a, a build up. Basically, Jake is in his face and Floyd's in his face and he's like, yo, you're going to fight me or what? And he's like, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Get the papers. Let's make it happen. And so Floyd is like open to it. And then in the middle, Jake just goes, whoop.
3: I got your hat. I got oh your gosh. hat.
0: Bro, see that right there? Him holding him? You're grazing a, my penis by doing my touch." <laughs> DJ's grazing I'm, my I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's the
2: remote?
1: All, I thought that was the shift key. <laughs> um, there's an epi- episode of SpongeBob where they're like gladiators and they come to the stadium they fight this huge monster they're like that's what we're up against the monster turns around and he's actually carrying like plankton on his back (laughs) that's what that looks like (laughs) little angry floyd yeah body bodyguards for uh people who body people (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: so interesting uh what are what are what are your thoughts on this whole situation uh it's fun it is fun. <laughs> I, I'm, like,
3: happy for it. I'm not against it at all. No, I'm not against it either. I'm, say, I'm saying to each their own, you do you. <laughs> like, I probably would have been hella pissed at him if he took my hat, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, this whole subject is way bigger
0: than just the Paul brothers to me. It's about, like, clout chasing and being able to build your own gravity. Does that make sense? So, like, the Paul brothers, undeniable amazing at creating gravity meaning like people want to pay attention to them and in this day and age attention's everything if you can get attention like that's what everyone's trying to get
1: yeah it's a yeah cloud chasing is a vacuum is that what you're saying yeah like a black hole it just sucks everything in whether you like it or not people are drawn to it
3: well it depends in this case yes because the Paul what the Paul brothers are doing is working and it's sucking everybody into just pay attention to them.
0: So people love to hate them, but they're still they're attention. getting paid. Yeah. So it's like what's your goal? I don't know. If your goal is to be like uh super nuanced and amazing talented artist who creates like one of a kind unique pieces that may or may not get recognition in this life, not the Paul brothers. But if you want to generate views, if you want to generate attention, their model undeniable. Yeah. And uh I mean, we saw it play out with Takashi Six Nine. He's like my favorite example of someone who was willing to do anything for attention. Anything and everything for attention. But it worked. I mean it's true.
1: I mean now, same thing with Donald Trump mm, too. Like yeah. just his uh the extremity of his I guess ways. <laughs> well, I feel like that his extremities.
3: <laughs> In our current day, uh, with so many people clout chasing and so many different avenues of people trying to get your attention, you have to go more ridiculous. You have mm-hmm. to be more: The out bar of is always raising. Exactly.:
0: mm-hmm. All press is good press. If Now, it's interesting because we have a podcast now. We are in the public eye, even though the spotlight on us is pretty small. We still are opening ourselves up to criticism and uh, you know, judgment yeah uh so all press is good press it's like i don't know you have to be willing and this is what i think the paul brothers do so well especially jake you have to be willing to be the heel or be hated and like the heel i think is a term like in wrestling it's like the guy who knew he was gonna be the bad guy and gonna fail you're gonna fight the good guy and everyone's gonna hate you but it's like someone has to play that
3: role you still get the public eye yeah yeah
0: i am still too vulnerable. I don't think I can handle any of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm trying, going into this, we talked a lot about like how we would handle criticism. And I think I decided I have to like know you and respect you or you have to be doing the po- a podcast that's like way be- or better right. than ours for me to like take your criticism serious or super serious. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know.
1: I know that Jake Paul has qualms with uh, a lot of people criticizing him. Which I don't think you should—I don't think you're in the place to be mad at criticism when everything you do goes against every grain and, like, warrants criticism.
0: Yeah. Well, and the way that I
3: see that is he's not actually against it. He's just generating more.
0: That's what I think, too. I think even his, like, his uh, pushback on criticism and stuff like that or judgment— is another ploy to get more.
3: Attention. It's like when he went to the UFC fight; like everyone started chanting Fuck "Jake Paul," and he's just like,
0: "So, let, maybe well, we should see- explain real quick for like the four listeners who don't know what's happening." <laughs> Jake Paul and Logan Paul are YouTubers. They started out with Disney, and they moved away from Disney, became YouTubers, and became
1: huge. And they're notorious for uh, just being idiots. Yeah, and um, they
0: vlog. Most of their followers are kids. Like most of their followers. I mean, recently, probably
3: everybody. Yeah. Because, be, like, yeah, we're talking about it. It's true. Yeah.
0: If you don't know, go look it up. Yeah. But, well, they both got into challenging, like, celebrities and athletes into boxing. Jake Paul boxed which NBA player? Nate Robinson. Knocked his
1: ass out. Nate it Robinson didn't... was the second fight. The first one was, like, another u- big YouTuber. Like, the biggest YouTuber in, like, the UK. KSI. Well, that was Logan, yeah. his name? Yeah. Was that Logan? Yeah. yeah. So they're both fighting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but... I think Logan and KSI really opened the door because they saw the pay per view numbers and they were like, "Whoa, this is a thing."
1: It didn't make more money than any other UFC fight in history, or something like that. Or well, boxing UFC fight?
3: doesn't make as much as boxing, anyways. So they probably or yeah. more money
1: than any boxing match, like as far as views go.
0: This like is this is dumb, and I shouldn't say it because I don't know for sure. We could just look it up, but I'm not going to. Um, the <laughs> low or the Jake and who was Ben Askren fight. Oh yeah. was like top 10 pay-per-views of all time. Mm-hmm. So that's including you know every boxing match that's ever Tyson. That's including like everyone. Yeah. And it was top 10. Well,
1: that's wild. See, uh, talking about uh, Jake and him not taking critis- criticism well, I think I mean sometimes like there's no way your feelings don't get hurt sometimes from that. So even when if he is hurt and he his reaction is natural, yeah. it still brings that attention towards him yeah like i remember uh after the ben askren fight i think what's his name pete davidson yeah is that his name he dated ariana mm-hmm. grande mm-hmm. comedian oh yeah yeah yeah. snl yeah snl uh he was like one of the commentators for that fight yeah <laughs> and uh he, he made some comment right when jake won saying something like if i was that stupid i'd be that happy too or whatever <laughs> And uh, Jake said, "Man, just went on this huge rant about how Pete Davidson should be fired Uh, uh, for his comments. Like it's super uncalled for." So that's what I was. Have you never
0: called someone stupid? You're freaking stupid. Uh. (laughs) That's the stupidest thing he could have said or reacted. It Um, it really is. I don't. Okay, we don't want to get political, or at least I don't. But uh, it really is Trumpish to where it's like he's willing to go hard at people, blast them, say anything. And then, like, the most random comments seem to, like, pierce their armor. And, like, they fixate on that. I mean, you know what we I'm can saying? go
3: a step deeper and just be like, these are traits of a sociopath. Well, there you go. Like, prototypical. Like, you're never wrong. There's nothing. Like, you're smarter than every other person. And when someone says even something minuscule, like you're stupid, mm-hmm. you, their Achilles heel. you have to bring that person down.
1: Yeah. The little thing that they're really sensitive to. It might uh, affect like your optics. deflates their ego yeah. or, yeah, rules for thee, not for me. Yeah, yeah. Kind of attitude. Yeah, I get that. Going along with uh, UFC and boxing and streaming, especially UFC, Dana White, the president of the UFC. Mm-hmm. Have you seen how uh, he's been trying to take action towards uh, piracy?
0: I saw, I heard something and they said like, yo, we have your IP addresses. Oh, wait, maybe you say yours, and I'm going to say what what Triller did.
1: Piracy. It's a thing. It's been a thing since the internet began, and it's rampant now more than ever. And I can tell you firsthand that it's uh, it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Starting in the Kazaa and Napster LimeWire days. Dude. Um, I definitely had my peg leg and my, you yep, know, my pirate's Pirate's I, Bay, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's just streaming NBA ESPN fights from obscure places on Reddit or uh anyway. Uh they're trying to crack down hard and find people upwards of fifty, eighty, hundred thousand dollars for streaming like a pay-per-view mm-hmm. without paying. Mm-hmm. And apparently they've gotten a couple people. Damn. But they can't
3: get everyone.
1: They can't get the kid in Thailand who's hmm. distributing all of it. Can't they? No, I'm just kidding. I, don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, I heard Trailer said, like, we went to the VPN companies, mm-hmm. talked to them. They gave us your IP. Is that we, illegal? So this is a weird conversation, but let me, let me just finish. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, they gave us your IP address so we know who downloaded it or streamed it illegally. And if you just pay, we won't take action. And so it's really weird because it's like, that sounds like a bluff, but are you willing to take the risk? You know what I'm saying? And then there's another conversation. People literally get VPNs so that they could hide their IP address. And now you're telling me you can just go to the VPN company, get your IP address. So there's like a lot of things happening right now
1: where people are like pissed and scared and paying and you know what I'm saying? I do think... I do think Dana White has a tendency of being like an old man. He has his money. I think he's really removed from society. Like normalcy. Mm -hmm. Like they're charging a hundred bucks a fight. Yeah. So. I don't know. People pay though. I know. People do pay.
0: And Andrew Scholes and them did a huge breakdown on the UFC and all their thoughts on it. And they were like straight up Dana White might be the best fighting promoter ever. And they had a lot of really good reasons. So definitely give him respect. He took what they said. They, he took UFC, which used to be a circus sideshow, mm-hmm. and now it's one of the most prominent sports. Because
1: yeah, you look at all the other uh, like MMA fighting outlets, mm-hmm. none of them were ever successful. They're basically like the XFL, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll we'll give Dana White that. So, are you saying his, it should
0: be cheaper though, or you feel uh, like his model is out of touch? Uh, let,
1: let's dial it back. What's his point in trying to confront? Like, is he trying to stop? All piracy because that's never going to happen.
2: Hmm.
0: I mean, if you can convince even like five percent of the people who streamed illegally to pay, that's probably several. That's a like, chunk, like, yeah, 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 millions of dollars. And it's like I don't know. He, they were they were the first people to like put on events during the pandemic. True, they're like the first one to put in like a fully auditorium. So they are really trend setting. They're taking. Their, they're like the Florida of this of the sports world. You know what I'm saying? it's like the guinea pig they're like the first one so they're taking massive risks they're paying a ton of money and it's like i don't know i can understand wanting to get yours and not wanting to be taken advantage of but it is weird the internet the model on the internet that is like proven time and time again is taking something and offering it for free and that's just what the internet does so it's like yeah you can fight that but eventually it's going to be you
1: know
3: like spotify gonna lose yeah
1: yeah i think it's an impossible fight like, if your goal is to eradicate piracy. <laughs> They've been trying to
3: stop piracy since. Since VHS. VHS. You, you want to steal a car. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I would steal a Jake Paul fight. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, that stuff, I
1: <laughs> Those fights are so shitty, too.
0: I'll be straight up. I don't think his goal is to end piracy. I think his goal is to end piracy for his events. Do you know what I mean? Like, I
1: bet he doesn't care.
0: Really. If you pirate something he just cares if you stream his thing yeah
1: i mean artists people will pirate movies so of course the director and producers the studios will go after that but they're not going to go after somebody pirating ufc yeah so of course he wants to end piracy for what's relevant to him
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah but you were saying like does he want to end all piracy within the realm of Mm. what's how it's affecting him is what i meant I don't know. To be honest, I don't know enough about this. like I, don't, I didn't <laughs> see his statements. I just knew that they were like, they said, we have your IPs, and if you just pay, we won't beat you up. You know what I mean? Are those
3: fights good? Like the Jake, Jake Paul? Paul, Logan
1: Paul? No. Are they action?
3: No? No. I, I so- didn't watch them, but I've seen like the highlights, or highlights, and even those aren't great.
1: They're all low lights.
3: Yeah, they're all like... You know how they described when Mike Tyson came back and fought? Looked like two, like your two old uncles fighting at the <laughs> picnic. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. <laughs> well, everything I heard is he's nice. Like he can box. He can box, but he's also fighting a dude who never boxed. He fought MMA and was he's, primarily he's, a ground and pound. Yeah, and, he, and he, then he fought he Nate fought Robinson, an NBA, who NBA, dude. Yeah, probably hasn't boxed so. Yes, he can box. I'm more interested to see what Logan Paul does against Floyd Mayweather. This one I'm excited about. But because it's not like... he's an actual boxer. Yeah. Whereas yeah. everyone that Jake has fought isn't an actual well, boxer. Well,
0: he's not just a boxer. He's like one, the greatest boxer of all time. You yeah. Know? But Which it's still crazy. shitty
1: boxing in comparison to uh, like actual boxers.
3: No?
0: Like from Logan? Because not from no, Floyd. From Jake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, though. I don't know. Because... I don't know. That's the thing. That's the allure. This conversation is why people are tuning in because they just don't know. And I think, have you ever watched like a sideshow? Yeah. You watch because you're like, shit's going to This <laughs> yeah. fool slips and cuts his nuts off this yeah. time. And so I think people watch because they're like, I want to see Jake get knocked out. Or I want to see if he can do it. So, so far,
1: Jake hasn't gotten knocked out. He's won every fight. Bro,
0: and not just won. Like, he dominated. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. undeniable.
1: That's upsetting. People will be pirating and still wanting refunds for <laughs> <flights>. <laughs> Dana, you pay me,
0: bro. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's interesting. I
0: love it. But here's why I love it. I'm not a sports purist at all. I could totally see diehard boxing fans being like, this is a mockery. Like, why would Floyd, who has this amazing, never, never seen record, like, subject himself to the
3: sideshow? I, well, I don't give a shit about Carter any of he has Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm upset about is that he waited for Manny Pacquiao to be hella old to fight him when he had a better chance instead of fighting him in his prime. And
1: He all, he, he danced around the entire time like he always does.
3: And I'm not even a boxing fan. I, I just like Manny Pacquiao. Hmm. I am a boxing fan because of him, though.
1: It's all because what's Floyd's nickname?
3: Money. Money. It's all money. The money team. Like,
1: you, have, you have this legacy, and I don't think doing something like this is going to taint that. especially when it's well he already
3: did the Conor mcgregor thing so yeah nothing's gonna taint it at this point
0: all i'm saying is i'm down for the sideshow yeah same we're gonna see i don't know like we're i think corporation and fan dude you're saying this is a trend all over communication between the fans and the corporation or the establishment is like i feel like they're they understand that they have to listen more they're way more like touchable by the fans case in point What's happening right now in England. They tried to make the Super League. If you don't know, I'm not going to go into it. Look it up. But in the world of soccer, they tried to make this Super League where they guaranteed spots in this tournament every year to certain teams and everyone else can go f*** themselves. It would essentially screw a lot of fans over or a lot of teams over and places over. And the fans were having none of that shit. So to this day, they're still rioting. They showed up like...
3: Screen street hooligans out there. Man,
0: right you now. and Chelsea. Dude, I don't know who. I don't know who. But someone was having a match, a soccer match, football match, and they showed up, flooded the arena, and were shooting flares at like the owner's <laughs> gun box. They were like they were like popping off and they were like, F- you. So what I'm saying is Corporations <laughs> From their blunder bus. <laughs> corporations and CEOs and stuff, I think understand I, I don't know with the internet everything is way more connected so it's like the dialogue they have to hear whereas before back in the day you could ignore it exactly. i mean so what i'm saying is the more we voice our opinions and band together and create these things we might see way more interesting content like stuff you'd actually want to see you know what i'm
1: saying yeah that's part of the reason why i'm critical of art <laughs> <laughs> i just think i just think you need to uh demand more quality because yes the base level is enjoying it but if you want things to get better for everyone, then you have to demand it. You can't just be satisfied with, I don't know, shit. Especially if they have like hundreds of people working for them who are the most talented people and they produce a, a, like a piece of shit.
2: I feel you. Bro, you've like, been
3: thinking about that since the last episode. <laughs> well, I've been
1: listening to uh, C.S. Lewis has a book. uh Wow, I can't think of the name. I guess I'm not really reading it, am I? The Narny, Lion, Narny the Witch, in the and the Wardrobe. Yeah, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. I was at the Narnia, the Wardrobe. Uh, the tch, it's not the abolition of man. It might be the abolition of man, but he just talks about uh, the objectivity of art. Interesting. It is interesting. So maybe I'll report on it when I finish it. But uh, okay. Uh, going back to internet stars.
0: Wait, wait. Are you moving on to another subject? Yeah. Can I ask wait, you one more question? Yeah, go. All right, so...
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, one more thing. Um, <laughs> a good example is uh, Paramount. Paramount Studios. Yeah. Another one with the mountain and the stars. Yeah, yeah. How so? Uh, they uh, produced uh, Sonic. Oh, no. And when they, oh, re- the when they released the trailer... Oh, yeah, and everyone was like, Everyone was pissed that. because who's going to watch Who do they want to watch this movie? Who's their target audience? The people who played Sonic. The people mm. who grew up with Sonic.
0: And if every single one of those people... Hate your shit before you even release it. <laughs> then something's wrong. With you them. might want to
1: change it. Which they did. They listened because the people were outraged. Said something about it, and they changed. They went back, changed everything yeah. of how Sonic, it, it was basically how Sonic looked. He he looked really human-like with human teeth. It looked hella and, creepy, uh,
0: uncanny valley type
1: shit. Yeah. Where you are like, no. You seen pictures of no, like no, sharks no. with like so, human teeth? Yeah,
3: that's what it looked like with like human eyes. But they changed <laughs> it back to the yeah. cartoony visor. Yeah eyes uh, and so like they originally would do like these focus groups and they still do like focus groups to find out what people feel about their stuff i hate but it's all that like, shit now everyone is a focus group because of how connected everyone is yeah you can just pull the world yeah you <laughs> just put out this trailer of sonic the hedgehog and everyone in the world says no nah, bro that's f-ing gross yeah
2: there,
1: there's a producer that we've followed for a long time that we really love his name is a uh, bauer funny dude He's initially known for the Harlem Shake song. So he makes music. He makes music. Um, but he's on Twitch right now. And every time he streams, he gets like 100 viewers around there. Which for Twitch, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. But it's also like you have a following at that mm-hmm. point. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. just so
0: you know,
2: like
1: large Twitch streamers get like 40k. You know, That's I mean? like the 0.01% of Twitch yeah. streamers though. Um, like getting a hundred consistent viewers, I'd say you're in the one percent. Well,
0: most people get zero views. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um anyway, uh every time Charles goes on, he comments and Bower knows Charles' username. Ooh, stop, dude. Which is Bloody Legend. Hey yo. And he's always like Bloody Legend, whatever. Nice to see you, something like that. But this huge gap has been bridged because of platforms like this because of the internet
0: he's literally an idol of ours dude we saw him in park city
1: yeah reason i like part of the reason i started
0: djing like a god in my mind and it's like with connectivity in the
1: internet it's like all of a sudden he's like shouting me out because remember when we were kids in the 90s you think about like your favorite tv or movie star there was no way to reach out to them you only
0: saw him on late night Shows and you saw them for like 30 seconds. Zero
1: connection like there's no relationship. they shared a stupid
0: anecdote and then they were gone
1: between them and the people yep. yeah now like Twitter, Instagram, uh, all these outlets make it way more possible to to connect with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's cool.
3: It is cool. I've still been trying to slide slide into DMs of like, you know, all my favorite people. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> <Sean's> like no <laughs> responses. <Yep. laughs> Female artists. crickets. Uh,
0: going back to Sonic for one second, allow me to put on my tinfoil hat. <laughs> There's a lot of people who think they did that on purpose as a really? marketing. marketing. That makes oh, sense. I, I, I wouldn't see be surprised. Because, like, we are still talking about it.
2: Well,
3: yeah. And the goal go, is to get someone to talk about it. If you go back to publicity, like I think the the saying, the actual saying is no pub- bad, no publicity is bad publicity. All press is good press. Right, yeah. And I think essentially that's what they did. They put it out there. Even if it was shit, we're still talking about it. Like
0: you, like us in this room could conceivably come up with a plan like that. It's not crazy. You know what I'm saying? So a corporation or a production studio has the resources to come up with something that, you know what I'm saying? So it's
3: it's not outside the realm of reality. Let's start telling Slenderman stories. Or the rake stories. Oh, no, dude. No,
1: we're not doing that. <laughs> um, back with uh, the Paul brothers. Hey, yo. And internet stars. Internet stars. Did you guys hear about Bad Baby?
3: In her, Dude, you're like a month late. <laughs> I know. I know, but we haven't <laughs> talked about it. Uh, I yes, I did hear about it. I, I haven't you? heard about her since she was on Dr. Phil. So that baby shortly after that um meet me outside how Cash about that catch
1: me outside catch me outside yeah yeah meet me outside uh, <laughs> <laughs> she just turned 18 <laughs> oh no I'm just Sean! <laughs> and she started Sliding in dms <laughs> she started in onlyfans oh
3: god damn
0: well, on the like let's say her birthday was the 1st so on the 31st 1201 like right when this, she was like made her OnlyFans live. What So she fuck? was uh, legal for like seconds when yeah. she released her OnlyFans.
1: Which, the concept of that is really weird. Not down. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Yeah.
3: Especially. I mean, technically, she still wasn't 18. Like I'm, She was probably born at 4 a.m. or some shit. <laughs> that's true. Um,
1: especially since she probably posted pictures from before. Because she didn't take them that time. That's exactly. true, too. But, Dude, they're just catching all the pedos. She posts. No one's in trouble. It was the biggest loophole. Sorry. Uh, Well, pedos no more. (laughs) Like they all waited legally. Legally. Uh, (laughs) They're um, closeted pedos. They're law-abiding pedos. She opens the weirdest thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) She opens her OnlyFans at midnight. Comes six in the morning. Only six hours later. Guess how much money she had already made? I don't want to.
3: I don't want to guess, dude.
1: Over a million. Bitch, so w- can w- you make a million dollars in 6 hours? Yeah. I think not. It was like <laughs> 700,000 in subscribers, like 280,000 in uh like private DMs. Oh my god. And 20,000 in like tips or something like that.
3: Wait, so you have to subscribe and then you tip? Well, and what if, if you, you want can, you if can can you want tip. like the f- No, that's, you can tip in culture.
0: It's yeah. like I'm going to give everything I can to you. That's simping. That's
3: what that is. You
1: want to get on their radar as much as possible. Bro, I'm
3: going to get a flip phone and go back to that shit.
1: Speaking of
0: getting <laughs> on that our radar. That
3: wouldn't be the, the worst thing, to be honest.
0: Speaking of getting on someone's radar, we wanted to thank our $25 patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, our true 3AMers. That's not true because, sorry, there's a lot of creators I wanted to like sub to, but I'm just so broke. So we know there are true 3AMers.
1: We can sub to other patrons from our Patreon account with our Patreon money. I know. I think we should. Oh, but okay. let's talk about that. Later. Uh, I thought that's what you're talking about.
0: No, no. Uh, I mean, I there have been times talking time-
3: about just saying our true 3AMers. Yeah. I don't want to. broke 3AMers. Because oh, I'm,
0: yeah. I'm big fans <laughs> of some creators and I just like couldn't at the time monetarily <laughs> afford it. So we know there's people out there. No. Who, who there's a give, will. There's a well, way. Okay. <laughs> give us your damn money. Yeah. No, you're right. DJ's right. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, but no, let's real quick to get on our radar. We legitimately talk about our every new patron we get.
3: Oh yeah, we see it pop up and we're like, "Yo, we got a new patron!" Even if it's a two dollar one. Oh, oh yeah, like every single one. We Which talk is about eight, eight quarters. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, <isn't> <laughs> like or four, four times quarters. Two. <laughs> um, yeah, every time we get a new patron, we all get the notification, <laughs> and it's like a race to whoever texts first. Like, <laughs> we're like, "Yee!
0: Did you <laughs> see it? Two dollars!" <laughs> <Yeah. $2> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. But to us, dude, you guys have no idea. We <laughs> seriously did not think anyone you know would. Like, yeah. we talked about making a Patreon forever, and we're like, who the, like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Which is, okay, not maybe, no, maybe not the best thing to tell you guys. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But we do have different tiers. One of our top tiers is $25 a month. Those people are known as producers of the 3M podcast. So we wanted to shout them out at the top of the episode, but this is a great time. No, So So shout out Real Grill Steakhouse, a.k.a. Brittany Pratt. My sister, Shout our out. first $25 patron and a long
1: time, $25 patron. Shout out to, um, should we just run through it? Yeah, let's do it. Shout out to Alex, Aaron, Kevin, the DeBruins, Ayo, and Airglow, who's an artist. Go check out his music. A-I-R-G-L-0-W.
0: Bro, Airglow constantly be treating us always buying stuff off our wish list and sending it to us and dude so honored and humbled that like anyone buys us anything it's like what the oh, hell yeah. but he'll send us he'll like buy us a ton of stuff off our wish list and then he'll be like sorry it's not a lot and it's like dude what are you talking
2: <laughs> for yeah. more than our
0: than wish list. yeah yeah
1: I somebody who subscribed as a patron told me I'm sorry I wish I could do a higher tier I can only do the like two dollars a month I was like Dude, that's way more than we could ever ask for. I had a friend who has only listened to one episode, but they talk uh, uh, only because uh, they hate scary stories. They hate scary movies. (laughs) Totally understand. Not for everyone. I totally understand that. But they talk about 3 a.m. to everyone who says they like scary movies. And I'm like, that's something I can't pay for. That's way more. I can't get like, that's organic growth. People talking on the streets about it. Yeah. Like, that's also very valued
2: here
0: so yeah if you're in a position like me where i could not subscribe to creators dude like if you really want to help us just download our episodes yeah or tell a friend or play it while you sleep send the volume down send in a story <laughs> Maybe like,
3: not play it while you sleep, dude. You get naughty. Yeah, I don't sure. suggest it, comment no. on, on things.
1: We're naming a bunch of
3: stuff for them to do.
1: <laughs>
0: you could just do simple things like comment, download, like, share. <laughs> no, but really, there's like so many more ways, and those are all way meaningful. Like, there is no difference. It's like we appreciate it all. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. But yeah, that was a fun interlude. Getting back to it, what are your thoughts on Bad Baby making money off of Simps? Yeah, or, or just like the idea of selling your, like, okay, the, okay, we're about to enter in a crazy conversation that we have no credibility or credentials <laughs> in talking about, but we're going to go ahead and we do it We just talked anyway. about sports for the last half <laughs> yeah, hour. Yeah, I, I know no. <laughs> I haven't I watched the actual game on TV for <laughs> Sean, Sean years? is enough. But what I'm talking about is we're going to be talking about like gender uh, sure, situations. Yeah. But the, the <laughs> conversation is, there is a conversation out there of making your money. As a female or a male, because it does happen, like, through your body. Is that a good way to put it? I mean. So, like, only fans selling pictures of you nude, not nude, selling pictures of your feet, interacting
3: with fans, and making money that way. Because people are out there and they are doing it. I've said this before to each their own. Like, if you're going to do it, just do it. Like, I don't care.
1: And my opinion remains the same, like, from the Lil Nas X conversation.
3: Yeah. But okay,
0: so uh, here's my pushback, and I don't necessarily believe it. I'm just going to bring it up because I know it's part of the conversation. Right. Previously, if you guys know anything about Gamergate, do you remember that? No. It was this huge controversy and conversation about women in video games and how they are sexualized, and how that's not okay. Um, in a lot of video games, if a la- like the guy will have like full-on armor. And then the girl will come out and her nipples are covered with like a little tiny steel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she's just like busty and her <laughs> butt's out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 And it's just like, really? Did that help the story? Like, who designed this? So there was this really long conversation. I won't get into it with this lady who I've never actually played video Well, games, she's so. the
3: same person <laughs> who did the monster energy drink video or? No,
0: <laughs> essentially. No, it's like her cousin or something. Uh there's so much more that goes into it. I think it, like, ended up getting a lot of people banned and, like, shadow banned and stuff because her boyfriend was, like, high up in some company. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but there is definitely a conversation where it's, like, women shouldn't just be sexualized in video games. On the adverse, you have Bad Baby who makes a million dollars in six hours for being sexual.
1: Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The, I, don't, I don't know for sure, but I'm willing to bet the top five female twitch streamers have some type of sexual connotation tied to their content whether it's playing video games with their boobs out you know (laughs) there's tons of that doing yoga uh in like no clothes i'm totally fine with that i'm sure you are (laughs) (laughs) um but imagine like the girl who's just trying to play video games and not trying to sell her image. Yeah,
2: dude, that sucks.
1: Like, she has to go up against that.
0: Once again, interlude preface. We don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) We're going to get this wrong. Get off our backs. This kind of goes into, like... Do you remember when Courtney Was it Courtney Kardashian? Who had the photo released of her unedited and she freaked out. Did you guys hear about that? No. Dude, this is... (laughs) So, Kourtney Kardashian, someone on our team, I heard it was like her grandma, released a photo of her that was unedited. Flipped. Spoiler alert. Their photos are hella doctored. Every single one of them. <laughs> All the candid looking ones. Like, people show them to me and they're like, look at him without makeup. It's so crazy how when they're natural. And I'm like, that is the least natural thing I've ever seen in my life. I know Photoshop. That shit is Photoshop. Anyway, a photo leaked of Kourtney. Whoever used to be the chubby one, I do not know. Sorry. Don't <laughs> Chloe. F- okay. Leaked of her.
3: Oh, it, I remember that. Oh, I do remember this. And it wasn't
0: edited. Chloe's team. Chloe freaks out. They scrubbed the internet. Anywhere it was, it got taken down. YouTubers were putting it in their, like, thumbnail, and it was getting taken down. Like, they were aggressive about it. And she was just like, guys, I grew up like the fat one, the unattractive one you have no idea the amount of pressure that's on me to look good all the time. Like I can't have this photo out. And everyone was kind of like, so, so the point I was making is like, there's so much pressure that isn't necessarily on dude creators. Obviously look at us. (laughs) That's like on female creators to like be attractive, be sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's at least like a factor they have to deal with that. We don't necessarily have to deal with finishing up with Chloe's thing though. People were like, bitch <laughs> you and your freaking sisters are the ones who put that pressure on the entire planet so like mm-hmm. don't cry about selling it. these
1: products to look like <laughs> yeah. this yeah face drinking things. these teas yeah. yeah exactly yeah uh when i bet you didn't drink any of it <laughs> and you just took a selfie with it <laughs> yeah and your team photoshopped your face yeah yeah it's, it's weird
0: it's an interesting dialogue. There's so much to it. Obviously, we didn't like dive super deep we into it. We
1: barely cracked the surface.
0: I don't know. We're just out here trying to tell stories, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Ray J tape, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was unedited, for sure.
1: Story. My boys hung. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the biggest comeback story. Anyway, but. <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs>
0: Dude, I, dude I've, I've wanted to put this on our IG for so long. You know the meme of like the three little scrawny white boys who are sitting around on a couch and they're like, So what do we think about Supreme or something? Oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to like post that and be like, This is the 3 a.m. podcast. <laughs> it's like, Who the F are we to talk about yeah, anything? <laughs> <laughs> and why are people listening?
1: But here we are. <laughs> anyway, we just fake it till we make it. That's, it. That's everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just trying to make it. Unless like they're a...
0: sociopaths. I have met people who legitimately like are sociopathic and they just believe
1: they can do anything. And the annoying part is that carries them so far. And their validation is uh, external. Like they seek external validation from like other sources. Like like you want all these people to accept you? Bro, you don't even like all these people. <laughs> you
3: know? mm. I don't know if that makes sense. So what we're saying is we should really just be more sociopathic Because we believe in ourselves.
0: (laughs) I mean, okay, here's something. Here's something I'm at. This is like me being vulnerable. Uh, I legitimately made a goal this week to not speak ill of myself in front of other people, which I do all the time.
1: Self-deprecated humor?
0: I, that's, yeah. I I feel like self-deprecation humor is okay, but I legitimately, when I'm talking to someone, like put myself down constantly. And I dove really deep into that and wondering why. First of all, someone was like, don't do that. It makes, it puts a bad image of you in their head and that's how they will perceive you. Right. They're like, it's weak. Don't do it. And they were just like super point blank about it. And I was like, damn it. I need to not do that.
1: Dude. Uh, similarly, within the last year, year and a half, I've tried to work really hard at not putting out a disclaimer on myself. Mm-hmm. Like- Kenny, he Beats. That's exactly who I got it from. Yeah. He's like, dude, that's cringy. Don't do that.
0: A music producer had someone send in music, and the person started by saying, oh, I was it's up
1: like, really late. It was really fast. Or, like, it's not finished yet, yeah. or it's not mixed and mastered, or I still want to add this. He's like,
0: I don't care. Dude, he like snapped on him. Like, he
1: under, yeah, he got pissed. But he, like, people in the right frame of mind understand that most things are process. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to get like a raw, unfiltered version. Understanding that it could be more, yeah. or you could yeah. see, you know, where it's come from so far. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've tried Usually. to carry myself, like showing my my artwork or my music or my professional work,
0: not prefacing it with all the excuses or yeah, yeah. I didn't go to school. Yeah, I well, learned I, this myself. Or-
3: if I added any type of disclaimer, it's like at the very end, like a great distance after I've finished like presenting, mm-hmm. so that they have. The presentation to speak for itself first. Yeah. Or in another way, I'll like say it before to under promise. And then when I expect and know I'm going to over deliver. Yeah. So, but it's like with a different mindset, like trying to do it for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell someone I'm playing basketball with like, hey, don't take it easy on me, man. I'm not that good. And I'm really not that good. So yeah. <laughs> Bullshit, bro. I seen you out there on the court. But then, like, just like that, to like underpromise over delivers something that I've tried to do. But I see, like, the actual disclaimer when you believe that disclaimer as a as a as a bad thing hmm. or something that could be better, right?
2: Hmm.
0: I dove deep. Introspection is a powerful thing? I think it's something most people are missing out on. Basically. I didn't, I did not understand this at all until I was like 24, (laughs) but it's like, if there's a pattern of behavior that is happening in your life, if there's an outcome you don't like, then like stop and try to figure out what is happening inside of you that gets you to that point or causes you to have that emotion or causes you to do that thing. Right. I think most people don't do that. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. It's hard to take a look at yourself and be super honest, but I was looking at why I do it. And I think for several reasons one the under promise over deliver i always i hate i have a fear of failure so if i can like set my expectations so low in the beginning anything i do is beyond that right yeah another part is like i truly don't believe i deserve things so i just kind of like uh sabotage myself right in the beginning which is like really deep i don't know why i'll have to go into it with like a psychologist I'm you're like, in a constant
1: like- state you're in a constant state of existentialism. Possibly so, explain to me because I'm dumb. <laughs> just uh, always uh, going along with uh, introspection, uh-huh. self-evaluation, uh, anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Asking these, uh, asking the most important questions, the crucial conversations. I'm definitely
0: like anxiously engaged in wanting to improve. Yeah,
1: I think the most. I think culturally
0: too makes me kind of susceptible to this where I'm like, I don't feel like I deserve more than I, you know, earn, you yeah. know what I mean? So I like make sure I, I make that known, but I also have, I've had in the past such a huge problem with um, like braggadocious people. Oh. Like it turns me off so much. I go uh, like I'm, my wife helped me understand this. I am very extreme So, I am like black or white, or I go one extreme to the other. So, I don't want to appear braggadocious. I will then appear as the most like self loathing piece of shit out there.
3: Complete 180 to prove I'm not like that. Uh, I see where you're coming from.
1: Like, uh, you almost place more value on I'm not like that rather than I'm like this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But unfortunately, throughout life, what suffers? I have seen that I've set myself back and I've put thoughts into other people's heads that I'm not capable.
2: Your I'm, progress right. suffers. Or I can other people's view of yeah, how you're progressing. I can
0: tell people think I'm legitimately dumb sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, dude, I'm just like, I'm just not like, I don't know. I mean, I am. right. I, mean, I, I almost, <laughs> I almost, I almost did it. Almost did it. Bro, like you I'll saying, say it for you, dude. But well, can I, I'm just going to finish real, t- real quick. Uh, I'm telling you this to kind of, keep myself accountable mm. to you guys as my best friends. The listeners out there is like, I'm very going to very earnestly going to try to rewire this behavior yeah. and not do that and be sure in my ability. Yeah. I think the issue is in DJ, you might relate is I always compare myself to the absolute best in the field. So if I'm not that I'm not worthy of praise in my mind, but that's yeah. not true. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, thank you for my TED talk.
3: Like you saying that too, and to get super vulnerable real quick. Let's do it, boy! I uh, went out with this super hot girl earlier this week, and I caught myself afterwards thinking, "What's wrong? Why is she interested in me?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Like, I'm trying to like go back and forth in my head. Like, you shouldn't be saying that." But then it kept just coming back. Like, like, there's no reason she should be interested in me. Yeah. Like there like has stringing. to be a reason I don't deserve this. Or it was like, what's wrong? Yeah. yeah. That's what it was going through my head. And I was like, I obviously shouldn't do that, but I still do. And that's probably why I still. It's because you're slaying dude. It's because the way that I am. <laughs> no.
1: Um, that's interesting. The podcast is like the perfect example as well. I near refuse to listen to any of our episodes. <laughs> Besides editing, me too. Besides editing, just because I don't believe in myself (laughs) uh so i don't think the solution is to start listening Mm -hmm. it's just to change my outlook and maybe that will lead to listening
0: uh yeah i feel what you mean like we started this thing with one mic on a stool and (laughs) camping chairs bro i think this is the stool yeah this is the stool that's so weird (laughs) we still we got to keep this thing but it's a relic from the beginning, I've felt imposter syndrome in the podcasting realm. Do you know what I mean? So when things are kind of working, it's like, I'm like, dude, I don't know what's, well, how this is happening. But <laughs> So I guess I'm going to challenge our listeners to not put yourself down in front of other people. Just don't do it.
3: Bro, that is a TED Talk. Wow. Thanks, dude.
0: You don't have to be an asshole
1: and be like,
3: I'm the best <laughs> Don't put ever. the down- disclaimer, bro.
1: I- I'm afraid of that, too. You know, what, what you, you were talking about earlier. Coming off as like some pompous asshole. Yeah, uh, it's because there's a. I think there is there a fine or a broad line between that and just. I think uh, fine authentic self confidence.
3: Yeah, I think fine. Like I've met some people that are super confident, and I've appreciated that in them. Versus, I've also met people who are super pompous, and I'm like, I don't like you.
0: Yeah, I guess that's my next challenge. I want to be gracefully confident where i'm sure in myself and my abilities but i don't come off as an asshole and i think it's hard so i I, if anyone has any resources out there or thoughts please send them i'm open and willing to hear um i have a cousin who's super sorry this is the last thing and then i'll get off (laughs) this and we'll get to what the this podcast is really about no i'm just kidding um i have even that was an apology i I was telling you guys i'm sorry for taking time so stupid of me Talk your (laughs) shit, King. Yeah, boy. Pop off, boy. I have a cousin who's insanely successful in the business world. And he told me in like, in navigating through the business world, if there was two people in a room and one of them was like, you know, I know I can do it. I don't know how it's going to go, but I've seen this work in the past. You know, I know how to do these things. um, And I, you know, hopefully it's like, it will turn out good. That's one guy. The other guy walks in and goes, I've done this a thousand times. The results are, you know, I can predict them. This will work and I'll get it done. He was like, 10 times out of 10, they're going to go with guy two. Even if what he's saying isn't necessarily the truth, but he knows he can trust in his his ability and, like, work hard to achieve
3: that. Yeah.
1: So for that guy, where's the line that separates the lie and... Like authenticity. Yeah. With the guy too.
0: I don't know. That's, that's the, that's where, because I'm so procedural. I need to see the steps. I need to be able to write down step one, step two, step three to things for it to make sense in my mind. And that's what I'm trying to figure out is like, where is the line? When is it appropriate or not appropriate to overpromise? You know what I'm saying? Or not? Yeah. I don't know.
1: In the Schultz episode, a flagrant episode with Schultz and uh, Jordan Peterson, they talk about the white lies, Mm -hmm. like the white lies Mm -hmm. that are needed. To Do I look profound in this dress? Uh, yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> or Right. Yeah, yeah. Sean, what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say, I don't think it's the what you say, it's the how you say it. And that's something that me coaching people how to sell, I say every other day to someone. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell them, hey, fake it till you make it, which is something I legitimately said today. And... It doesn't matter what you say. Like, you obviously want to be compliant and say what you're supposed to, but it matters how you say it.
1: How okay. you... Oh, go on.
3: And that comes across in your tone, your body language, your, like, self. Like, I could look at one person, and I'm thinking of someone specific, like, there's... Uh, I, uh, and, the, and the fees are like... And then there's another person that's like, yeah, the fees are this, this, this. How'd you like take care of that? So it's like the authority to be able to command, and that's the fake it until you make it. Because huh. if you don't have that authority, you initially have to fake it, and once it works, and then works, you build again, that authority, and works again. It's like a muscle. Huh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And in a broader sense, the uh, equally as important, I think, is is the why. If you can like uh, you, the intent behind your actions, will take you to. You know, what you and others perceive of.
3: It's you know? not like your intent is to deceive. It, your intent is to instill confidence. But if, if it
1: is to deceive, then. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah That's yeah. what directs you towards what other people will eventually think of you. Yeah. And you will learn about yourself the hard way.
2: So. Yeah. Huh.
1: But uh, is there any material recently that has been motivating to you guys or uh, self-enlightening? Yeah. Something that's helped you to see.
3: Actually, yeah. I am reading this book called Atomic Habits right now. And the uh, author doesn't talk about making habits, but building character, building identity. And what you do to like those habits that you build, you have that identity in mind, not necessarily the habits specifically. Like, for example, he talks about if you're trying to be a healthy person, even if you go to the gym, go to the gym for two minutes, five minutes, because each time you put a cast a vote for that identity, it grows. Mm. So, like, I was thinking about this the other day because I didn't want to go to the gym. I was, like, laying on the couch, and you laughed, and I was like, I'm just going to sit here and watch TV. No one will know. No one's going to know. And then I was like, like, my actual thought process, because I'm reading that book, was like, my identity is I'm going to go to the gym because I want to be healthy. So I got to get my ass up. But it's not necessarily a habit that you're trying to build. You, I mean, you are trying to build these habits, but to become the kind of person you want to be.
1: Yeah, I th- that's, that's really interesting. I love that. Character and purpose, I think, are intertwined. Oh, yeah. So I have always... Uh, actually, not always. When I turned... 19 uh is when i started learning like going to the philippines as a mormon missionary like it's all about purpose you know and since then that's maybe the biggest thing that i've learned is uh just doing things purposefully like doing things intentionally even something down to uh uh something minuscule or on like a micro uh, level uh like i've been trying to like eat intently not eat just because food's there, but like choosing because, oh, I'm hungry, I should eat. I'm not hungry anymore, so I should stop eating, you know, right So everything in my life I've been trying to do with with more purpose, like having the mind behind my action. I think that's huge, I think so too. Because it's like, if you have goals, you don't get there all at once. It's
0: like intentionally doing the small things continually, you know to get there. Yeah uh, dude. Don't discredit like food and diet for me. That's it's so huge. <laughs> like, if I can get that un- under control, it like changes a lot about me. Mm-hmm. For some reason, diet is like so hard for me, but uh,
3: it's the hardest.
0: Uh, recently, a podcast Jordan Peterson was uh talked to Andrew Scholes. I thought it was an amazing conversation. I was so impressed with Andrew and his ability to like ask questions and like guide thoughts and kind of expand on things. uh, you know how I told you I compare myself to the best in the field I was like as a podcaster I want to be on that level Hmm. in my own way but he it was incredible to watch him synthesize the information from Jordan Peterson who's already intellectually on such another level and then give back super good um, nuanced thoughts and then follow up with questions for us we talked about it even earlier it's like (laughs) sometimes we'd be finishing a story and you go wow That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, and we talked about it like privately. We're like, we can't do that anymore. Like, like you can't. That's so stupid. You have to have something to say. You have to have thoughts and like you know points and yeah.
3: But you're you're right. But also, you you ever see that meme though where like the girlfriend's asking the boyfriend, "What are you thinking about?" Yeah, and like his thought bubble is like, you know. If cats had opposable thumbs, could they play video? You know, you know dude. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thought process sometimes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's a skill of podcasting is to be present. Right. And to be attentive and alert. It's like... And to be engaged. Oh, because yeah. so many times people are talking and it's so tempting to just be like, you know, what am I going to do later? Oh my gosh, I have to do that. Or what am I going to say? Like so many people are talking, literally just
1: waiting for their turn to talk. It's like, oh, don't yeah. do that. Listen. If you listen... The words will just flow out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, A really beautiful podcast that I've been listening to recently is called The Creative Pep Talk. Oh, no. It's by uh, this artist named Andy J. Pizza. Love it. And he's uh, done a ton of work for a bunch of corporations. Really beautiful artwork. Uh, He's really eccentric. He reminds me, like. He would be he, he reminds me if uh Jack Black had like a little brother <laughs> really positive person um anyway creative pep talk there's a uh the episode you guys should check out is uh number two eighty it's like what creative archetype are you ooh and he uh relates it within the the guise of d and d um but if you've never played d and d that shouldn't turn you away because you can still understand it. Uh, he puts it super simply, but he just talks about how, uh, creativity is as, like, as an artist, he's learned how vital creativity is to everyone. Even people who think they're not artsy at all. He'll give, I you, hate when people say I that, hate bro. that too, but he's bro, really, I say that
0: he's really, I I know. really. it's listen annoying because it. you are like,
1: listen to the episode. He's super articulate about how, uh, Anything is creativity. You just have to see it in that light.
3: Which Uh, of the six creative types are you? Yeah.
1: Can you send me that, Sean? Yeah. It's cool. I'm uh, I'm about 75% through. But uh, yeah, there's some stuff that isn't like my type of, uh, or like my style of humor or podcasting, but the information coming from it is valuable. Dope. So that's been something uh, helpful for me. I love that. I think identifying who you are is important to where you go.
3: True. It's all about identity, bro. (laughs) Identity. (laughs) Uh, Last thing is The Last Dance, bro. Bro. That helped me a lot. I've watched that a couple times. It's inspiring AF. Yeah, because we all have the potential to go to that level. And I think it's a
1: very... Did that start when we were in Oregon? Yeah.
0: I'm referring to, it started because Bubba. Bubba was playing it.
1: Bubba loves that. That's my little brother. Yeah. Loves that that documentary. I'm referring to
0: Michael Jordan, who just had, he might not have been the most physically gifted person in the world, even though he really was, or he was gifted. Or like his skills might not have been the sharpest thing, but his like mind and his ability to like, nothing would stop him. He's going to achieve whatever he set his mind to. It's like we all have that ability, if you think about it. Like, you all have a super... You all... Every one of us... This is, this is so... <laughs> we're getting into the, like the kind of corny realm. But legitimately, if you like set out with a, with a goal that is attainable by humans, like you could do it. You know what I mean? You can figure out a way. It's yeah. crazy. And so, I don't know. It helped me. I used to be way more like that. And I've gotten way soft. Like, before I left on my mission... I I was kind of mentally a savage. Like, I would swim in outdoors in the winter. I would like I would train for like three hours a day. Khabib, like here. mentally, I would just you you know you I couldn't you could. You're sleep. pretty hardened. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm so soft and comfortable now.
1: It's almost like as we've grown into adulthood, and like being an adult's hard, way harder than being a kid. You know, right? Uh, you've succumb to at least I feel like I've succumbed to uh, some of the hardships Mm -hmm. more than letting it harden me.
3: Well, and if you think about it, like your mind is creating these connections and as you succumb over and over again, like it becomes easier Yeah, and you just tend to go that way. You have to like mentally go against the grain and (sighs) after 10 years now being out on my own you have to like think about it a different way okay i need to do this because it's gonna be more difficult it's gonna be uncomfortable but i'm gonna be better for it comfort bro another uh example
1: of of that is uh the greatest kanye west uh i've been listening to uh dissect which if you're into music especially hip-hop uh and r&b you should check out It's a long form uh, musical analysis. Every season focuses on a specific album and every episode is on one song from the album. An hour long, just talking about a three minute, four minute song. Damn. That's my thing. But uh, the new season is on Yeezus, which if in the hip hop realm, Yeezus is so contradictory to what hip hop typically is. And Kanye knew that going into it. And right before Yeezus, he did my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, which is like people's favorite. People know that as like his magnum opus, they call it. And, uh, in the hip hop realm, it's if, uh, uh, musical outlets write top 10 al- uh, hip hop albums of all time. It's in the top 10 always, but coming from something like that, going into Yeezus, which is really hard, gritty, electronic, foreign to what hip-hop typically is uh people hated it at first but now it's look like you look after it, it after some time it grew and it became uh another great album but i'm just talking about kanye in general his attitude and that's why people don't like him i think they view uh, like a lot of people view him as the arrogant asshole type but he really just believes in himself And he does things unfiltered. He will say what he's going to do before he does it. People hate that.
0: And they're like, bullshit, that's never going to happen. And then he does it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: He does it. It's it's wild. He did that with fashion. All the high fashion uh, companies turned him down. Yeah, laughed at him. He's like, you just do music. Just a black dude who raps. Yeah. What do you know about clothing? The dude has a doctorate in uh, art history. (laughs) Knows his stuff. He made it in rap. He's like, I see fashion as an extension of myself, just like I see music. So I want to pursue it. Everyone laughed at him. He went at it, and now he makes money. Not that that's the only thing, but... He did it. He did it, yeah. and the influence. Like, so many people are copying Yeezy. For real.
0: If you want to be honest, everything
1: out there... Is Yeezy. Uh-huh. So, yeah. They have him... Good example. As a trendsetter. Now...
3: WWKD. What would Kanye do as what a would Jesus an- do Ooh,
0: another small example? I've always thought of this David Cho graffiti writer from oh, yeah. LA, but even after he made his millions and millions of dollars by doing that mural for Facebook, he slept on concrete floors with like windows open, no AC and people were like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, comfort is the destroyer of creativity. And he just didn't want to be comfortable. He wanted to stay hard. He wanted to stay edgy. And there is truth to that. Like, I think most people in this life are just fighting to carve out a tiny bit of comfort. And most people in this life, once they get that, they settle. And they'll, they just stay there to protect that comfort. If that's your choice and your path, power to you. But there's a lot of people who don't want to stop there and continue to go further and further. You know what I'm saying?
1: um that's actually the second thing and i'm bringing up my mission again i'm making it about me again i'm gonna make it about <laughs> me right after this so don't worry and uh that's the second that's uh, the first thing was live purposefully second thing i i learned that uh has really impacted me is uh there's no uh comfort I, in I the, team there's oh. no there's no <laughs> comfort in the growth zone no growth in the comfort zone uh-huh. I feel, so I feel as like you I heard that somewhere. yeah as you go into the comfort zone or as you ex- go outside of the comfort zone into the growth zone, your comfort zone expands, gets bigger and bigger.
0: Dude, I wrote that on a board once because that's a principle I live by ever since like the David Cho thing. I wrote that on a board and someone came in and was like, what the f- does that mean? That's the dumbest thing I ever wrote that. And I was like, yeah, who wrote that? <laughs> weird, bro. bro. You were uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but the, like
1: the mission was hard, dude. Learning a new language uh, being a part of church that everyone hates that even (laughs) we question a lot of times, like we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Being away from your family for two years, you can't talk to them. Yeah. You're doing one thing and it's just church stuff, which I'm sorry is not the most exciting thing. (laughs) Um, can't watch TV or movies, music, whatever. Um, but yeah, that like, (laughs) that like, (laughs) (laughs) um, i don't know that i it was hard in the best way and now it's like i i crave wanting to try something hard again to let it uh help me grow and progress more it's it it becomes increasingly harder to let go of the comfort
0: huh i don't know what are what are your last thoughts with this freaking 3 a.m ted talk (laughs) I really do want want you guys to hold me accountable. So if you hear me speaking ill of me unwarrantedly or unconstructively, uh, tell me to stop. Cause I really do think I've effed myself in certain situations by just like putting it in other people's heads that I'm incapable, incompetent. I was like, that's not true. I've, I'm a doer. I've been a doer since I was little and I've, if I want to, I figure out how to do it. I was like, I don't know. That's the truth.
1: It doesn't always work, but
2: I I'm going to be attempted. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Give, give yourself balance. Criticize yourself, but make sure it's constructive. Praise yourself.
3: Dude, I think you just have to be your own biggest hype man. <laughs> like, you're, you're that way personally. I'm that way personally. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I'll figure it out. But then, when you get around other people, you want to like dial it back. But oh. you still, be your hype man. Like, still be like, "Yeah, I got this." Just act like you're you're your hype man. I think this is super deep. I know we we're trying to wrap it
0: up. I think a huge part of the reason why I'm like this because I I am having this thing where like as you get older, you just turn in your 30s, you're way less edgy. Like when I was <laughs> when I was a teen. I was dangerous, dude. Like I ran with dangerous people. I did dangerous things. I was like so edgy and dynamic. I felt like, you know, had things going on, illegal, legal. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And now I'm just like, I tuck in at like 930 at night. And I think this is a part of what midlife crisis is where you're like, dude, who have I become? I think a part of a lot of my vulnerability or insecurity about where I'm at in life is because in my mind, in my 30s, I should have had a super great career by now family income like all these things don't have them and i think that's like mentally made me not proud of where i am and so that reflects in like how i because i like i'm not okay personally with where i'm at so i'm like i have to make sure you are you know what i mean i think that's like i think that's where the source is sorry as we're talking it's like kind of coming to me
3: bro y'all going through midlife crises (laughs) too man i guess bro (laughs) I thought about getting a motorcycle yesterday. <laughs>
1: <But>. <laughs> I, I turned 30 this year. I'm catching up to you Gross. guys. <laughs> it's, a meant, it's a mind <laughs> f- dude. It is. Be prepared. Be
0: prepared. Anyway, that's just, I think that really is a lot of the source of it. And I feel like if I speak it out, it might help me recognize that and maybe
2: move
3: past it. Well, here's the thing, dude. Expectation is the root of all disappointment. So if you expected something different in your mind's eye at thirty and it's not that way, you're just gonna go around defeated. Huh.
1: So what's the I, I love that. I need I need I needed to hear that right now. So what's the opposite of disappointment then? Satisfaction. And what's the root of satisfaction? Like
3: contentment
1: or what's like, the converse of the, the phrase you just said?
3: The converse of expectation is the root dude we're going to google on this one <laughs> uh wait what, what, what
0: like content is like being okay with your situation is my first
1: thought i don't know if that's it contentment is the root of or just no that n- 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 success no, no. Huh. maybe just
0: recognizing Success being Awareness Maybe gratitude dude
1: Gratitude
0: It could be Like extreme gratitude Where you're like Stop thinking about All the things you don't have Think about the things you do have And all of a sudden Your whole perspective shifts
3: I don't think too Like it could be Just not having in your mind's eye An expectation of how things should be But just having that Image of Anything could be Hmm.
1: It's tough It's I think it's extremely dangerous Having hope sometimes well, it's vulnerable. Because hope uh, can turn into expectations. I don't think they're the same thing.
3: No, because I when think hopes... expectation falls in lines with, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, when you expect other thing, people to give you stuff, like like you're owed something. Um, what's the word for that? Dude. My mind's pretty scrambled. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Me too. Hold on. Entitlement. Entitlement. Yeah. This, the expectation I'm talking about is entitlement. Like that things should be a way that they are, that you expect them to come to you in a specific way.
1: And I think, uh, the expectation that we're talking about in the negative light is where everything hinges on that. Yeah. When it shouldn't. Yeah. You know, like anything can happen, good and bad. So be prepared for both.
3: Expect the, plan for the best, expect the worst. Sure, yeah. That sounds like something someone would say.
1: Yeah, I think gratitude is huge and is the root, could very well be the root of what?
3: Whatever the opposite of disappointment was. Satisfaction. Well, and we know 100% success happens. I feel like 100% gratitude is the root of satisfaction because if you're only thinking about what you're grateful for in your own life, you're going to be satisfied with what you have. Like, obviously, you can have that gratitude and still want more, like to be better, but you won't be upset about the way that your life is. Huh? So fix your life, be, listeners. Be grateful in life and in line. I am a god. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hurry up with my damn croissant.
2: What
0: he? What he say? You ain't got the answers, sway. You ain't got the
1: answers, sway, guys. We... I just told you who I
0: was. We... I'm God. We appreciate you guys, you listeners.
3: That was fun. Bro, uh, if you sat through that, we do appreciate you. Bro, big ups.
1: Yeah. You, y- can, ups, you can unsubscribe now. <laughs> <laughs> You've completed your task. Yeah. You've graduated from 3 a.m. Should we effing get into stories? Yeah, dude. Let's do it.
0: Yo, now we roll our 20s out of die to see in what order we tell our stories. Highest number goes first. We do roll D&D dies. We did play D&D back in the day. And we roll our dice.
1: Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash 3 a.m.
2: We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I
1: become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ooh, crit, boy.
3: Got 20, 6. So Sean got a 20, DJ got 15, Charlie got a six. Triple six. Yeah, boy. I got some good ones for us today. Oh, you better. So- That's why we're here. I've recently been binge watching a National Geographic show Hell yeah called Drain the Oceans (laughs) and it's so dope there have been a couple episodes one was all about pirate treasure in the Caribbean bro. there was one that I just watched I think today was about like the South China Seas and stuff I watched one earlier this week that has inspired the stories I'm telling today
2: (gasps) Mm.
3: was all about draining the ocean and oceans of sand in egypt what that's some prince of persia shit dude yeah dust (laughs) dan basically to give you a short rundown of what was in the episode is they find like 14 giant boats out in the middle of the desert just all lined up next to each other dude isn't the ark on top of the
1: mount like Mount sinai tibet. or something tibet something like that they think it
3: is oh no what was that called why ararat. would you think oh no, uh, ararat yeah
1: nobody look it's dude, just
0: like, yeah, yeah, do you no think one. but <laughs> we're not going up <laughs> there it's not camp. as cool as everest yeah. bro
3: so we're not going <laughs> yeah there's some holes to that story <laughs> <laughs> But they found, like, they, and they'll go around with, like, this 3D scanner that can send, like, these sonar rays or something into the sand and into the water, and they were able to build a 3D image of these boats. Is it LiDAR? Uh, Could be, but, like... Not important, sorry. Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember. But they'll build these 3D images, and by doing that, they'll be able to find a lot of the story behind what they find in the oceans, and in this case, oceans of sand. But... Because of that, I started looking for all kinds of stories just around Egypt.
0: Interesting, dude.
3: And I found one story where, and just, I'm just going to get right into it. This story comes from Reddit, and the username is mchemmkey. But she tells a story of her at age 13. She's going to a small Christian middle school in Cairo, Egypt. Now, she mentions her school is really small. There's like seven people in her class. Because of that, though, they're able to take more elaborate trips and field trips and stuff like that. So they fit into one car? Yeah. (laughs) So one week, I guess, they're taking them on this field trip to a place called Anaphora, which is kind of out in the desert in... In Egypt? In Egypt. (laughs) It's all desert. Yeah. I mean, I pulled it up here on the map. Cairo is right there at the point of the Nile Delta. And you just kind of go out into this brown to get to Anaphora.
0: That is so wild. You truly do, when you think of Egypt, think of sand. But there's a huge part where it's like lush
3: and fertile. I don't think so, dude. (laughs) It's all sand. I've been there, dude. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I haven't. And it's like Anaphora is like this resort almost it's kind of out in the middle of the desert but it's also it's the the way she described it like place where nuns and priests live as well so they have like their chapel and then they have like all these little hotels around the surrounding areas facing out towards the desert and i pulled up some pictures for you guys too so this is like the actual building she was in this is like star wars (laughs) yeah luke skywalker's residence bro we got a little night
2: about to find some night dead photo for you guys,
3: <laughs> but it looks like it looks like this almost mud rounded hut, like if you can imagine. It is dope. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, I imagine that would look sick at night, just stars everywhere. That's like a like Egyptian yurt, dude. Kind of, but um, basically, they're going to go for about five days, and just this lengthy field trip, I guess. Do we know what grade she is? I'm sorry. She said middle school. So, sometime in there. Dude, just a vacation? That's sick. It kind of seemed like a vacation field trip. I don't know about them Christian schools, though. (laughs) Sometimes they'd be wiling out.
1: Hey, we went to Koi in sixth grade for a week. Oh,
3: dope. Stayed in hotels (laughs) there. Fun. I went to a fucking dairy dude <laughs>
0: Straight up I'm See not joking cheese is made We were standing in like Three inches of shit Yeah And I was like This is the smelliest place I've ever been in my yeah. life Grab the teats Charles <laughs> yeah. Milk it
3: Dude my field trips
1: Were we go pick some damn onions <laughs> Your field trips Were a walk around the house Yeah
3: then... But really though when we were, Whenever we got in trouble We'd have to pick up A 50 pound log And walk it around the house Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had Some caveman shit <laughs> It's actually
1: in a field Yeah <laughs> Field yeah, uh, we had dope field trips, but uh, our education be lacking. Holy <laughs> <laughs> <he's> dumb, dude.
3: <laughs> anyway, your story. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so they're spending about five days here, and she said it's mostly just chill. They have activities they're doing, but for an hour a day, they would have their alone time where they would go and write in their journal or study or whatever it is. Dude. So. One day, one of the days that she's there, for her alone time, she heads over to this main chapel that's kind of in the middle of this compound area. And I have a picture of that as well for you, but essentially it's this elongated room where it kind of becomes an oval shape at the very end where the preacher is going to stand to give a sermon. And then on the sides here, they have two entrances to a hallway that actually goes around the back and comes to another entrance behind where the preacher would stand. So let me show you the picture of that. Dope. Is that carpet? Yeah. So it's carpeted and there's just pillows to sit on. It's way bigger than I thought. Yeah. It's a beautiful building. Yeah, no, it looks pretty sweet. She goes in there to do her uh, study time for the day. And she's the only one there. She's sitting there. She's got her Bible and her journal and she's studying. After a while, she hears these footsteps and she assumes someone just kind of came in behind her. One of her other classmates probably trying to find a place to study as well, but she heard the footsteps. She thinks to herself that she didn't hear the big glass door open at the entrance. And I don't know if you guys noticed it the first time I showed you, but in this little, under those little archways leads to like this big glass door that goes inside. Dang. That is ornate. Yeah. Yeah. She thinks to herself, I don't remember hearing the glass door open and shut. And she expected like maybe one of her friends would walk up behind her and like tap her on the shoulder or something. And after a minute of hearing this footstep, nothing. So she like turns around to look and there's nothing there. And it's the middle of the day. Like their their study time is probably shortly before lunch, middle of the daytime. She gets up. And runs to the window to, like, see if someone's playing a prank and, like, they were walking around and then ran out. And it's kind of, this chapel area is kind of in the middle of this compound. So they would have to be running pretty quick to get to anywhere where they can hide because it's the desert. Huh. She doesn't see anyone outside. So she heads back down to her seat, the little pillow she's sitting on. And after she sits down, she hears the footsteps again and she turns around immediately this time to see if there's someone there and there's no one so she gets up again to see if she can follow the direction of where these footsteps are coming from and it sounds almost like angry footsteps bare footsteps Ugh. on the ground she calls out is anyone there bare footsteps bare footsteps yeah like, no,
1: like- a big animal
3: no 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 like they're barefoot oh <laughs>
0: I was like, this is
3: yeah, surely get a you. joke. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What the hell are bears doing in Egypt, bro? Bro, this is actually a Sasquatch story, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> so she hears these bare feet steps, and she calls out, is anyone there? She doesn't hear any response. And then she notices as she's listening that these steps, these footsteps are not coming from the back of this room where the entrance is and everything it's coming from inside the hallway the hallway that goes out the one side goes all the way around the back and comes back in and also has that central like hallway as well but she notices that it's coming from this hallway area so she starts walking towards the center entrance and the center entrance is covered by this big tapestry that's hanging probably two, three inches off of the ground. So she's walking towards it, and as she gets close enough, suddenly a foot appears behind the tapestry. Mm -hmm. Almost like someone was walking past because it disappears right after it appears, right? She, like, remembers all of her, like, stuff, her notes and journal and Bible. She's like, oh, I should probably just get those and leave. So she turns around, looks at her stuff really quick, and then turns back around and looks at this tapestry. And this time, two feet are showing under the tapestry, both facing her, the out, outward of this hallway. So she kind of freaks out, like kind of backs up a little bit because whatever it is stopped and is now facing her on the other side of this tapestry. She is close to one of the side entrances to this hallway So she decides to go in the side hallway and see if she can like catch whoever's playing this prank on her. Like, cause that's what she, what's going through her mind right now. So she steps inside the hallway and it's just covered with like landscape art, just covering the walls. She like goes around and there's no one there. She like runs all the way around to the other side and no one. And once again, she didn't hear this glass door open and close. She runs back through checking for windows and doors. Nothing. So now thoroughly freaked out, she runs and grabs her stuff and GTFOs. A deserted desert, huh? <laughs> A deserted desert. <laughs> she leaves the chapel and turns back as she's about to close the door. I hate
1: you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the bears or the deserted Well it's
3: not
0: sorry go back a tiny because i missed it because i was too flabbergasted
3: (laughs) (laughs) so as she's leaving the chapel she turns back to take one more look inside and now the tapestry is all the way open like someone has pulled this curtain and she distinctly remembers not doing that so she freaks out closes the door and runs away she talked to her friends about it And none of them, she said, think of any type of ghost or paranormal or anything like that. They all just kind of assume it's some weirdo playing a prank. And they're 12, 13, I think, age range. So I could understand the thought process. Now, nothing else happened until the last night, which was the reason why she even posted this story. And that will be for our patrons mm. to hear the rest. <laughs> Damn,
1: dirty. I thought you were going to say, and she looked back and it was only then that she realized that it was him that carried her. her <laughs> this is there the was only of one set <laughs> of footsteps.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so non patrons and patrons alike head over to patreon.com
3: slash three am pod to listen to the rest of Sean's story. It's a good one. So I recommend it <laughs> on the last night that they're staying here on this compound. Most of the kids were gathered in the girls' room. And we're back. So, uh patrons, I'm sorry you missed out on a cr- dude, we're we're creeped out about Not what patron. happens. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm in a weird mood because of that story. That's weird. Sorry for our our patrons. But yeah, definitely weird vibes afterwards. Like who knew mummies could do that, you know? Freaky stuff happens in Egypt. <laughs> Um, we've never had an Anubis story before that's, what is it, crazy. <laughs> A jackal. Wow. For, for those of you Anubis? who aren't patrons yet, you Beatles. can go to Patreon.com slash the three AM pod. Good job. And it's only eight quarters, y'all. Hey, yo, if you want to hear the freakiest shit, <laughs> that's where we share it. Okay. <laughs> but that's it for me tonight, guys. So thanks, Sean. My turn,
1: boy. Prick, dude. <laughs> a 3 a.m. first? Uh, Alright, so our computer just crashed, and that happened halfway through my story. Fortunately, everything else was saved. Maybe I'm just not supposed to share this story, dude.
3: Or maybe, dude. This story is so haunted, <laughs> and it has to do with electrical... Oh,
1: we'll see. Shoot. shit, dude, I don't know. um, But I, I, I'm going to retell it for you guys. So, uh, like, do I do the exotic city of Orem again? Like, that was a good bit, I thought. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> the DJ that, Mus- that sucks, bro. <laughs> Man, we had slaps. We had jokes.
3: Shoot.
0: <laughs> now <Nah>, we can't. <laughs> just, you got to tell it. I just got to tell the story.
1: Get shit. <laughs> Dang. This sucks.
3: You're missing all the jokes, y'all
1: it's it's okay huh. all right okay so this story comes from a good friend casey patron long time friend uh good people and uh he's talking to a friend recently who we'll call jane and jane uh jane moved into a house uh i guess sometime last year or uh the beginning of this year and she moved to the, For, the exotic um, the exotic city of orm which was the joke i made that <laughs> it's near impossible to recover because it was so damn good yeah. um i described orm as a giant strip mall yeah orm has every chain restaurant you can imagine uh it's an amazing place i once saw dj mustard eating at a <laughs> applebee's there yeah we argued about uh Ch- charles Singh dj mustard we're having apps and at <laughs> midnight and this big black dude sitting at the bar is like no, dude. DJ Mustard is not in Orem at Applebee's at midnight. <laughs> I said it must be Dijon D- Mustard. Dijon <laughs> Mustard. Yeah. Damn. <sighs> Just trying to pick up, you know? Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so this is where Jane's at. And Jane's naturally a skeptic person, a non-believer. But she immediately feels a sense of heaviness in this uh, older house that... Uh, She and her three kids move into. She doesn't give it too much thought, but it is something that she recognizes. After a couple of weeks living there, she noticed something. So every night she leaves the lamp on in the living room. Kind of like a nightlight for her and her kids when they wake up, walk out, use the bathroom, grab a snack, whatever. She woke up one night because the lamp grew so bright. Like a sunrise clock, and I imagine this just being like an old kind of lamp with a lampshade. Shit, <laughs> that was a good one too. What a joke about like some kerosene lantern, and I don't know. Anyway, uh, but just a basic lamp. Yeah, just a basic lamp, and it happened exactly at two eleven a.m. She remembers this because this happened every night at two eleven a.m. For about three weeks, woke her up like so bright. My argument: she should like get a T-shirt and cover the holes, like cracking like crack <laughs> in the door or something, so it doesn't wake her up. So Stick some
3: it. like yeah. uh, sleeping mask. Yeah,
1: turn it off. Sean said earlier.
3: Throw it out. Yeah, bro. throw
0: it out. Um, Waking up at the same time though every night concerning. Yeah,
1: that to me I don't know why so ominous. I. A couple times have woken up and knew exactly what time it was. I called it out in my head. And it wasn't like I dreamt this. I was fully conscious and awake. And I looked at my clock or picked up my phone, turned it on, and it was exactly that time.
0: I I have a theory that when you're in deep REM sleep, you are almost precognizant. Because there's been so many times where my whole dream leads up to me diffusing a bomb the bomb starts going off in the alarm and it's actually the alarm of my phone. Oh. But it's like the entire dream built up to that. And it's like, how does that work? Uh, I've heard that like your dream takes place like in a split second and it's a mad rush and you you think it's a really long time. That's what I've heard. But I don't know. I've always had a theory that you're kind of precognizant like when you're yeah. in yeah. deep REM or like transitioning from sleep to awake. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, anyways, that's a side note. Yeah,
1: We don't think Jane was dreaming during this. No. For it to happen for three weeks straight, no No. way it's a dream.
0: Hell no. Concerning, Um, yes. But
1: concerning.
3: (laughs) Bro, unplug it at least. Turn on a different light. What if it's the outlet that's haunted, not the light, bro?
1: Maybe, dude. (laughs) Uh, This doesn't concern her enough to really do much about it. it. It hasn't harmed her or her children in any way. It's just a light. She thinks
0: weird coincidence.
1: Yeah. Fast forward a month or two and Jane is getting her daughter ready for bed. Puts on her pajamas before she tucks her in, starts brushing her hair, kisses her good night, closes the door and she leaves, gets ready for bed. Hits a, hits a sack. She wakes up in the morning. She walks to her daughter's room. Reaches out to her daughter to wake her up and she sees something in the corner of her eye. It's the brush that she used to comb her hair. Something was off about it. She picks it up and she looks closely. In the brush are long strands of straight gray hair.
3: I I still don't like that.
1: I don't either. When I read that, dude, it was not good. Did not feel good. Uh, no one in the house has blonde hair that could be mistaken as gray. Her daughter has short brown curly hair. And Jane even noted that I guess it's one of her pet peeves, or she's constantly cleaning out the brush. You know, she doesn't like getting too dirty or whatever. Uh, she actually took a picture. I don't have the picture. Casey's working on trying to get the picture for me. So, no promises, but that's what's going on right now. So, that's the, the most concerning thing she's experienced out of all the weird things that's happened so far in that house. So, that finally pushes her to talk to her neighbor. And this is the part we didn't get to. Okay, yeah. So, everything DJ just shared, we heard, but the computer crashed. Super
3: weird. Yeah. Like, never very strange. Happened never happened like that before. <sighs>
0: Brand
1: new computer.
3: Yeah. The only time we've had electronic technical issues has been in the basement of Freyfence.
0: True. Which was haunted. We lost an entire episode we record at on location in a haunted place where he was like you know I'm telling you I've had a lot of shows try to record here and all of their files get corrupted and we were like ha 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 yeah right all of our files do not work from that recording. (laughs) So anyway.
3: It's more haunted
1: dude This what it is. We're back live. So this concerns Jane enough to go talk to the neighbor because she wants to know if they know anything she doesn't she approaches the neighbor says hey who lived here before like what's the history of this house how long have you been here do you know enough to tell me anything You know, I have nothing to work with here throw me a bone the neighbor talks about an old couple who lived in the house wife died before the husband the wife will call her Mary and uh natural causes not sure not sure um I'd assume so but not sure. Yeah, she died and uh all right, my mistake. Husband died first. Mary was left alone for a couple years till she either moved. Uh no, no. She passed away. Okay. Um yeah, she was a uh, widowed uh for a few years until she passed away. So Jane asked did uh she die in the house? Neighbor said no, but started acting kind of funny when she said oh, that. Oh gosh, why? Didn't elaborate further. Just that's, tell, that's all I got. Someone's living in this house. Have some decency. Yep. So fast forward again to just a few weeks ago. <gasps> so Jane's in the kitchen late at night. She had already put the kids to bed. She's facing the sink. She's washing her backs to the rest of the room. Uh-huh. It's only the sound of the water and the dishes. What she hears is footsteps sprinting up to literally right behind her. And then a gasp that didn't come from her. A gasp right right behind her head. Jane turns around.
3: Just fists up. To nothing. God damn it.
1: And I thought that was pretty crazy because that was your story.
3: Oh, true, dude. With footsteps. The,
1: the footsteps and the running and nobody there. Jane said that it felt like someone was running towards the kitchen and almost didn't see me there until the last second when they would have run into me. Jane also found out from the neighbor that like the, the den, like the room I guess you walk into, is where mary would hang out most of the time and that's where the running footsteps came from and that's the room where when she first moved in she felt the initial like heaviness that it seems like the heaviness is mostly concentrated in that room and she's always felt strange about it so apparently even though she's a a skeptic jane's come to grips that uh this house is haunted
3: I mean, some things are just undeniable. Undeniably, you can't explain them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I mean, that's that's the end of the story. So far. But that happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. So more can happen. Yikes. I mean, for her sake. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. For our sake. (laughs) And for your sake. (laughs) Keep running. (laughs) Keep brushing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Dude, the strands of gray hair just not
3: yours in your brush so unsettling it's yeah. so upsetting i hate that
1: there's been a couple new ideas and scenarios that i uh we've shared in stories that are just uh, really creepy to me like uh, when we talked about the ouija board last week like the board moving underneath <laughs> <laughs> like i've never thought of that that's or even like next level bro. new hair in your daughter's brush that's that's not cool man yeah Just details like that.
0: Yeah, one one of them was the camping story, the backpacking story, and the footprints, and that they were face no footprints leading up to them, no footprints leading away, and they're barefoot. Yeah. Uh Oh yeah. Like for some like those little details make a story. So when you said like Mm -hmm.
1: gray wispy hair, like in the brush, I was like,
2: oh hell.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, in the first uh, recording that we lost, I told these guys uh, the picture. Casey described the picture to me and she had taken out the gray hairs from the brush and lined it up next to the brush i guess and they're not they're clearly not the same Ew. as like the few short curly brown hair hairs in the in the brush that she left from her daughter cuz what's
0: creepy about that like physical evidence true at the very at the most you have an interdimensional being that is leaving behind physical remains using your daughter's brush not chill At the very least you have a human
3: oh yeah <laughs> like
0: using your brush yeah. without your knowledge because <laughs> F- those don't just get in there yeah <laughs> so like either scenario no boy you hey, no. read some yeah.
3: dna some well, testing yeah. or
1: physical evidence and then the running up no evidence
3: oh we so just we take a our little word bit for of it. both yeah like
1: it's uh yeah
3: Pro plot twist
1: but very creepy hella creepy casey has another story that he shared to me i will be sharing that next week thanks
0: case (laughs) yeah i said it in the recording that got lost but i i said when i grow
1: up i want to be like casey
0: and i'm not joking
1: dude i'm (laughs) so serious when i say he and his uh his family just good people hell yeah salt of the earth type people for real dude that's wild is that you tonight that's that's me
3: also if we get updates on that story we need those yeah i'll hit you cool Thanks, my dude.
1: It's you. All right, oh, close us out and me. Huh. Running through the speed the of love. light into dude. Chris Brown, dude. <laughs>
0: don't get me started. Don't get. Don't get me started. I saw a meme. And it was like, th- don't ever call yourself a feminist if you listen to Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that resonates, bro. Dude.
1: The amount of people who I've heard, but he's so hot. You set women back thousands of years by saying that.
0: <laughs> As a man, I'm offended for you saying. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> our story, my story tonight, comes to us from a listener, and actually, he is a repeat story contributor. We Sick. Need, we gotta keep track. So far, Seth is the god.
3: Dude, yeah. The goat, bro.
0: And then we we gotta like if you send in more than one. We got Dan. We gotta give out badges or some shit. Yeah, Dan have, is up there. And then
1: we have the three PMers, like Reed and they did a whole episode. Ethan, like, yeah, they did a whole episode with just their stories.
0: Alright, we're gonna come up with some ranking tier Dom, lists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah, winner
1: and we suck your dick
0: or hey.
3: <laughs> Or if you ain't got a day,
1: yeah, we like yeah. Yeah. we'll eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> we all got that. Yeah. We all got assholes. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> teach.
0: Um, this person, will call him Gray, sent in a story a long time ago. Do you guys remember the story of Yamamoto?
3: That sounds familiar.
0: We've shared so many stories. So, brief recap of his old story. He served a Mormon mission. He's a convert in Japan. And he was told by either a member or a companion, Yo. This oh, I do remember. There's, okay. There's this interesting person we should go meet. And she's a little weird. Her name's Yamamoto. And he went there and basically what happened is she could see spirits. And every time Gray was there, she would like say, you brought a friend. And one time her reaction was kind of intense where she like put her head down, wouldn't make eye contact. And he knew more Japanese at that point. And he's like, is there something with us? And she's like, yeah. So anyway. Yamamoto's Eyes, an old episode. But this is him. This is great. This story is the story of his wife, who we'll call Nicole. So Tonight we have an all-female story night. His wife, Nicole, grew up in southern Oregon, Medford. Okay. It's actually where Reed lived for quite a while when he was in Oregon. Medford's one of the most southern towns you can go to before you get to California. There's a lot of traffic through there. A lot of people coming through, traveling, people on vacation, trucking, ton of stuff. So one of the most prevalent industries in that town is the hotel business. So Nicole's dad was a general, general manager of hotels. He managed several hotels in the area. Uh, one of the chains he managed was like the most prominent, prevalent one there. And the owners of this chain, they had come up from California a long time ago. They would buy hotels, renovate them, flip them, and they would start making a profit. So they would do this. They would look and buy more and more. They become really interested in this string of hotels. That's like sort of tucked away up against a really steep hill. They're kind of up away from the city. And, uh, So they send someone to go out there, survey, kind of take a look at it and see if it would be a good investment. When the guy comes back with his report, he says, yeah. And actually, they're on a natural mineral spring reservoir. So immediately, they're excited. Cha-ching. You know, dollar signs in the eyes. Like, maybe we can do something with this. They send out another specialist to go see if they could use it. And he comes back and he says, yeah. Like, you could create like a spa a natural mineral super nice like this has a lot of potential so they're stoked the owners it's it's a husband and wife and the wife is pretty superstitious and she has this feeling this gut feeling and she says maybe we should send someone who represents the Native American community out there just check it out so they get a Native American leader a community leader from the area sent him out there and ask, you know, do you think we should build here is it chill? He comes back and he says this land that you want to build on is a sacred site. It does hold importance in our history. But and he's like, so I officially advise you not to build there, but I can't stop you. So they talk to him and and she said, I don't know how true this is but Ultimately, he gave his blessing. He said, "Fine, go for it." So they do. They Wait, re-
3: He owned the land? No, he's, he's just just checking it out. They
0: wanted him to like go see and if it was like held any importance to the community and mm-hmm. if it would be a good idea to build there. And,
1: and they went forward with it.
0: Well, he said, "I don't advise it, but I can't can't stop you. Can't stop you." And then they went forward with it. And he said, "They said eventually he gave his blessing," which I'm like, oh, "I don't know." <laughs>
1: Yeah, Hawaiians be wild about that. There's bones everywhere in Hawaii. So yeah. they're always stopping construction. Yeah. You legally have to do it. Like stop and then they go Whole through process. the of, yeah, trying to figure out where to relocate or if they even can. Anyway, so.
0: Well, this didn't stop them and they pressed forward. They turned it into a super beautiful spot. Gray said he's personally been there and he's like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's a resort. Huh? And it's not just any resort. It's like tucked away in trees and hills, and it's beautiful. Large rooms with tubs of natural mineral water. Hmm. So it's like this high-end spa that celebrities and elites come to.
1: So it's like Avatar if they if the the Americans succeeded.
3: <laughs> Explain like blue At, people Avatar. And like if they cut down the tree and win, yeah, cut player. down Awa. This and, is what and this
0: is what we have. Yeah, dope. <laughs> His wife Nicole
3: checked in Penn Bagley. Oh. An actor. Yeah, yeah, I think he's in Sean. Gossip Girls. He's in Forever Strong. He's in You. You, yeah. He's the creep. And Nicole's dad
0: checked in a famous female politician who may or may not have a body count.
1: Efrey F- Jepstein.
0: No, female. (laughs) Related to that, do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Killary. Yeah, there you go. Killary Clinton. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) Anyway, so the world's elites. Like, this is a nice place to stay. Damn. So flash forward a couple years. It's now 2012, 2014-ish. Nicole's old enough she wants to get a job. And her dad is the general manager. So he gets her a job at this hotel. Um, I have some photos real quick.
1: (laughs) 480 photo, 40p (laughs) photo. That's a nice. Looks nice. That's a nice joint. Yeah. It's like bed and breakfast. Super beautiful. Bedford.
0: (laughs) So she gets a job here at the front desk. Uh, Her tasks, pretty standard as a hostess. Um, She helps people check in. She does um, menial things around, make sure things are going well and helps guests check out. Uh, She understands she's like the boss's daughter. So she wants to do everything she can to earn her spot, impress her dad and work really hard. She just wants to earn her, you know, her position. So she, she starts, puts her head down and just starts working hard. Shortly after starting this position, she hear, she starts hearing whispers, just things.
3: Like from people or like from nothing? Other employees. Okay.
0: And she comes to find out, she pieces together, several other hostesses in her position all quit. They worked there for not a long time, and all of them quit without putting in a notice. Super abrupt. Alarming. (laughs) But she puts her head down. And works hard. Keeps going. So sometimes her job required her to work pretty late. To close everything up. So she could be there well past 2 a.m. sometimes. She was there to be at the front desk just in case guests wanted to check in late. Maybe they were traveling all day. Whatever. And this was only ever on the weekends. So this is one of those weekends. She's walking around. She's hanging out at the hostess. Very slow night. Um, it's around 12 a.m. A large group comes in. She checks them all in, gets them situated. Very quiet. She's in the lobby. Another person comes. She checks them in, sends them upstairs. And that was about 1230. Nothing after that. So she starts doing her closing down routine. And the, the layout of this, this particular building is kind of important. So imagine like a large square with the entrance on the bottom you walk into that entrance we're going to go counterclockwise to the right is the receptionist desk Mm -hmm. then past that let's say the top right corner is a door to the dining room Mm -hmm. big dining room other room if you keep going directly across from the entrance is a large staircase that goes up to a landing splits and goes out then the left side over there left corner the tea room keep going around a little lounge sitting area. And then finally, right by the entrance door is a body full body mirror. Very large mirror. Also, sorry, the right corner, back, right corner, the dining room, there's a door, another door in that dining room that leads to like the kitchens and other rooms that go behind the stairs. Does that make sense? Mm, So way back in there. Okay. Okay.
1: And then on the second floor,
0: just rooms and stuff. Yeah. So she's doing her nightly routine. She closes down some rooms. She locks the tea room, locks the gym. She goes to the kitchen where she puts all the chairs up on the table, closes all the cupboards, turns off the light, makes sure everything's in order. It's good. Closes, turns off the light, closes the door, and comes back into the dining room. Back right corner. As she exits the dining room, she starts walking back up to the receptionist desk. And out of the corner of her eye, she can see the full body mirror. It's reflecting back the entire room to her. And she can see from the mirror all the way up the stairs. So as she's walking, she glances up at the mirror and sees a man standing on the landing of the stairs. And this is all happening in a split second. Startles her because it's so late. But in her mind, she thinks, oh, it must be a guest.
3: Right. Maybe yeah. he needs some
0: help. She takes another step and stares at the, it's dark also. So she's staring at the figure of the man on the stairs and something's off. He's wearing a suit that she described as looking like it was from the 1800s. And a top hat on his head she thinks that's so weird must be a trick of the light like why would he be wearing that almost as if it was like a period peace time all these things are going around her head but she, you know her only thought is get around the corner and see what's up so she keeps walking and turns to say something like how can I help you right and as she turns she looks up before she can say anything she's staring at an empty
3: stairwell Bro, all three of our stories. Nobody's there.
0: Instantly, the hairs go go up on the back of her neck. Something's not right. She's in this huge lobby by herself, like a young girl past midnight. She knows she see- sees something, so she sprints to the receptionist desk, jumps behind it, and is just trying to figure out what the heck did I just see. I need to calm down. I need to calm my nerves. She's thinking, okay, it must be a trick of the light. It must have been a weird angle. I probably didn't see what I saw in the reflection. Who knows? Going over these things. Everything she does doesn't really work. She's still freaked out. So she decides, okay, I'm gonna put on some church music. (laughs) Smart. Right? Pulls out her phone, opens to a church song, and as she's about to press play, out of the corner of her eye, she sees a flash of light come from the back right room, more specifically the dining room. She looks over there and she could see now that the kitchen light is on and it's spilling light into the dining room.
1: Bro, are you sure this isn't like the Overlook Hotel?
0: Ooh. Oh, you're right. No, I'm just kidding.
3: Bro, I'm still playing on that music.
1: <sighs> what? What? I'm still
3: pressing no, play I, on that i still Ugh. press
0: play too, yeah. Well, she doesn't.
1: Uh, Gotta clear the air somehow.
0: Because she knows 100% she did not leave the kitchen light on. So now the thoughts in her head are, oh my God, there really is someone in here. Like maybe I missed him on the stairs or something, but there's someone down here. Maybe it's a guest needs like a drink or looking for something. I need to check. So she starts walking back to the dining room gets to the dining room. She's almost in pitch black, but this light is spilling out from the kitchen door because the light from the kitchen is on now. She walks up, puts her hand on the doorknob and turns, pulls open the door and her jaw drops because what she sees does not make sense. Every cupboard is open. Every chair is no longer stacked on the table, but on the ground and scattered throughout the room. Every silverware is open. Every silverware drawer. <laughs> the light is on and the stove top is on. A flame is coming oh. out of the burner. I don't know about you, but if that were me, I would turn and run.
3: You got to turn off the fire first. Not That's me, a bro. fire hazard. I'd be out. Burn that place <laughs>
0: yeah. down, dude. Turn <laughs> that fire up and leave. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, I don't know how, runs into the kitchen, turns off the fire, closes all the cupboards, pushes some of the chairs in, turns off the light,
1: closes the door. Dude, talk about doing your job. I know. <laughs> she deserves a straight dude, up thank you for your service. promotion. <laughs>
0: Runs to the hostess stand, grabs her keys, (laughs) grabs her phone, flicks the open sign off, gets in her car and GTFOs. Speeding home. Guilt, fear, bewilderment. She's so confused. What the hell just happened? Calls dad, mom and dad. Dad. He's like, everything okay? I, I, something happened. I had to leave. What do you mean you had to leave? I locked up, I I locked all the doors, I made sure it's locked, turned off the open sign. She said, admittedly, dad was a little upset. She left early, but she explained what happened. Mom grabs the phone out of dad's hand. Nicole, you need to get home right now. So she hit, pedal to the metal, full gas, got home. She quit. (laughs) Not (laughs) long after that. She got another job. Her dad set her up in another position in another hotel,
1: keeping that turnover rate one hundred. Yeah. On you
0: know? <laughs> um, and she continued to work super hard. No experiences or anything of the ele- of of that nature at the other job, but she kept hearing stories. And people, everyone who took that position, whoever worked alone, would have an encounter, and they would see a man in a top hat wandering around the premises. She said, eventually the owners of the hotel caught wind of what was happening. They had a shaman come in and perform a ceremony. Nicole doesn't know if anything else happened after that, but remembers vividly to this day, the man in the top hat and how dark and evil it felt.
1: And that's that story. Ugh. Is that Hatman, you think?
3: I don't know. It's so interesting. I don't know if, I don't, I wouldn't say it was Hatman. I would assume something Native American. I know.
0: I, but it's like, I don't know. He was in like a suit from the 1800s. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I had the same thought. And so did Gray. Gray said initially he didn't think he was going to share the story just because to him it wasn't, there wasn't enough. But, the detail of the hat. He was like, okay, maybe I should send this in, because we have encountered Hatman so many times. This didn't feel like Hatman to me, though. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't know. It felt like it had way more character and or like history, like if specific is, history. If
1: it is Hatman, then it's like a way more um,
3: interactive or yeah,
1: like elaborated story.
3: Because the other Hatmans just kind of stock. Yeah. Um, Right. But this
0: one it sounds like it's almost like I mean they would describe it as like a poltergeist some people. Well, yeah, Tied the kitchen
3: the- is 100% like well, she didn't see it happen, but it happened and that's poltergeist, right?
0: I should I should explain like she closed all the drawers, put everything away and then within 2 minutes it was went, all, went back yeah. into the kitchen. Yeah. Dude yeah, all of our stories tonight females who were encountering some something that wasn't there. Yeah, were like a paranormal. Yeah, so so strange.
3: Dude, that's trippy. Vanished. Oh,
0: Um late night shifts like working. Also hotels, field trips, like new houses. It's all like new uncharted experience. territory. Yeah. yeah. unfamiliar, like hotel rooms, especially true. Every time you're in a hotel room, like we believe energy kind of persists. Like we talked about fingerprints, spiritual fingerprints or whatever hotel rooms. I have so much energy that's like transitory for me. Every time I'm in a hotel room, it's like, it's a different feeling. Yeah. You're
1: coming into a place that a thousand people have been in, in a,
3: and stayed like a period of time. Yeah, not in just a fifty passing. by
1: fifty foot
3: space, you know? Different circumstances,
0: intentions, energy.
3: Oh yeah. Very odd. Schmoaning.
1: I don't know. I really enjoyed that. I'm glad you sent it in. Uh it was just enough to creep me out. And to me it had I'm like satisfied. It had the it was like
0: would you say it has the hallmark? of it had the characteristics of like a classic ghost story oh yeah that's why i i liked it it like stood out to me
3: bro shout out to her though being the real mvp and turning that fire off employee of the month for sure get employee of the month and then quit
1: (laughs) (laughs) no congrats you get a picture on the wall yeah
0: (laughs) not a pay raise but interesting nonetheless thank you gray thank you nicole for sending that in fun story Super fun. I, I was like, it's always so interesting when like listeners share stories with you and I'm like, that's an amazing story. Uh, I hope you're not too traumatized, but that's like a great, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm the shit, <laughs> yeah. shit. But no, I said that I was like, hopefully like it sounds like sh- it didn't impact her too much, but what a crazy experience to go through. It's so funny. The difference between a great story an amazing experience and like the worst thing in your life, like while you're going through it, super scary but if you manage to get through it unscathed it's like what a great story you know? oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah. the uh, the other difference is just first and second hand <laughs> what do you mean like terrifying for them and probably still ptsd but for me <laughs> it's like we, just, we, <laughs> we
3: eating out
0: here yeah. yeah yeah
1: that's funny anyway that's me tonight
3: <sighs> good story
1: fun riveting tales <sighs> Ooh, and the 3 a.m boys uh we hope you enjoyed this episode let us know how you're doing reach out and uh we'd love to hear from you so stay tuned we got some things in the works yep 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 we're excited uh until next time trust your gut and watch your back bye love you be safe be careful out there Bye.
3: If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: See website for details.
2: Ohio is a land of mystery. From missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface, to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies. From myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what
1: happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app
2: and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com